Chapter 17, Diet, a Rational Remedy. Nature's Remedial Agencies. It is important to become familiar with the benefit of dieting in case of sickness. All should understand what to do for themselves. There are many ways of practicing the healing art, but there is only one way that heaven approves. God's remedies are the simple agencies of nature that will not tax or debilitate the system through their powerful properties. Pure air and water, cleanliness, a proper diet, purity of life, and a firm trust in God are remedies for the want of which thousands are dying. Yet these remedies are going out of date because their skillful use requires work that the people do not appreciate. Fresh air, exercise, pure water, and clean, sweet premises are within the reach of all, with but little expense. But drugs are expensive, both in the outlay of means and the effect produced upon the system. Pure air, sunlight, abstemiousness, rest, exercise, proper diet, the use of water, trust in divine power, these are the true remedies. Every person should have a knowledge of nature's remedial agencies and how to apply them. It is essential both to understand the principles involved in the treatment of the sick and to have a practical training that will enable one rightly to use this knowledge. The use of natural remedies requires an amount of care and effort that many are not willing to give. Nature's process of healing and upbuilding is gradual, and to the impatient it seems slow. The surrender of hurtful indulgences requires sacrifice, but in the end it will be found that nature, untrammeled, does her work wisely and well. Those who persevere in obedience to her laws will reap the reward in health of body and health of mind. Physicians often advise invalids to visit foreign countries, to go to some mineral spring, or to traverse the ocean in order to regain health, when in nine cases out of ten, if they would eat temperately and engage in healthful exercise with a cheerful spirit, they would regain health and save time and money. Exercise and a free, abundant use of the air and sunlight, blessings which heaven has bestowed upon all, would in many cases give life and strength to the emaciated invalid. Some things we can do for ourselves. In regard to that which we can do for ourselves, there is a point that requires careful, thoughtful consideration. I must become acquainted with myself. I must be a learner always as to how to take care of this building, the body God has given me, that I may preserve it in the very best condition of health. I must eat those things which will be for my very best good physically, and I must take special care to have my clothing such as will conduce to a healthful circulation of the blood. I must not deprive myself of exercise and air. 
I must get all the sunlight that it is possible for me to obtain. I must have wisdom to be a faithful guardian of my body. I should do a very unwise thing to enter a cool room when in a perspiration. I should show myself an unwise steward to allow myself to sit in a draft and thus expose myself so as to take cold. I should be unwise to sit with cold feet and limbs and thus drive back the blood from the extremities to the brain or internal organs. I should always protect my feet in damp weather. I should eat regularly of the most healthful food which will make the best quality of blood. And I should not work intemperately if it is in my power to avoid doing so. And when I violate the laws God has established in my being, I am to repent and reform and place myself in the most favorable condition under the doctors God has provided. Pure air, pure water, and the healing precious sunlight. Water can be used in many ways to relieve suffering. Drafts of clear, hot water taken before eating, half a quart, more or less, will never do any harm, but will rather be productive of good. Faith and correct eating and drinking. Let those who are sick do all in their power by correct practice in eating, drinking, and dressing, and by taking judicious exercise to secure the recovery of health. Let the patients who come to our sanitariums be taught to cooperate with God in seeking health. Ye are God's husbandry, ye are God's building. God made nerve and muscle in order that they might be used. It is the inaction of the human machinery that brings suffering and disease. Those who treat the sick should move forward in their important work with strong reliance upon God for His blessing to attend the means which He has graciously provided and to which He has in mercy called our attention as a people, such as pure air, cleanliness, healthful diet, proper periods of labor and repose, and the use of water. Rational Remedies in Sanitariums The light given me was that a sanitarium should be established and that in it drug medication should be discarded and simple rational methods of treatment employed for the healing of disease. In this institution, people were to be taught how to dress, breathe, and eat properly, how to prevent sickness by proper habits of living. In our sanitariums, we advocate the use of simple remedies. We discourage the use of drugs, for they poison the current of the blood. In these institutions, sensible instructions should be given how to eat, how to drink, how to dress, and how to live so that health may be preserved. The question of health reform is not agitated as it must and will be. A simple diet and the entire absence of drugs, leaving nature free to recuperate the wasted energies of the body, would make our sanitariums far more effectual 
in restoring the sick to health. A remedial diet. Indulging in eating too frequently and in too large quantities overtaxes the digestive organs and produces a feverish state of the system. The blood becomes impure and then diseases of various kinds occur. A physician is sent for who prescribes some drug which gives present relief but which does not cure the disease. It may change the form of disease but the real evil is increased tenfold. Nature was doing her best to rid the system of an accumulation of impurities and could she have been left to herself aided by the common blessings of heaven such as pure air and pure water a speedy and safe cure would have been effected. The sufferers in such cases can do for themselves that which others cannot do as well for them. They should commence to relieve nature of the load they have forced upon her. They should remove the cause, fast a short time, and give the stomach chance for rest. Reduce the fevery state of the system by a careful and understanding application of water. These efforts will help nature in her struggles to free the system of impurities. But generally, the persons who suffer pain become impatient. They are not willing to use self-denial and suffer a little from hunger. The use of water can accomplish but little if the patient does not feel the necessity of also strictly attending to his diet. Many are living in violation of the laws of health and are ignorant of the relation their habits of eating, drinking, and working sustain to their health. They will not arouse to their true condition until nature protests against the abuses she is suffering by aches and pains in the system. If, even then, the sufferers would only commence the work right and would resort to the simple means they have neglected, the use of water and proper diet, nature would have just the help she requires and which she ought to have had long before. If this course is pursued, the patient will generally recover without being debilitated. Intemperate eating is often the cause of sickness, and what nature most needs is to be relieved of the undue burden that has been placed upon her. In many cases of sickness, the very best remedy is for the patient to fast for a meal or two that the overworked organs of digestion may have an opportunity to rest. A fruit diet for a few days has often brought great relief to brain workers. Many times a short period of entire abstinence from food followed by simple, moderate eating has led to recovery through nature's own recuperative effort. An abstemious diet for a month or two would convince many sufferers that the path of self-denial is the path to health. Strict temperance, a remedy for disease. When a physician sees a patient suffering from disease caused by improper eating and drinking or other wrong habits, yet neglects to tell him of this, he is doing his fellow being 
and injury. Drunkards, maniacs, those who are given over to licentiousness, all appeal to the physician to declare clearly and distinctly that suffering results from sin. Those who understand the principles of life should be in earnest in striving to counteract the causes of disease, seeing the continual conflict with pain, laboring constantly to alleviate suffering, how can the physician hold his peace? Is he benevolent and merciful if he does not teach strict temperance as a remedy for disease? The best food needed. Physicians should watch unto prayer, realizing that they stand in a position of great responsibility. They should prescribe for their patients the food best suited for them. This food should be prepared by one who realizes that he occupies a most important position, inasmuch as good food is required to make good blood.